leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hello, everyone, and welcome on on Friday. It's 1 p.m. Eastern right now, and welcome to Breaking into Cybersecurity. Thank you for joining us, and we welcome another amazing guest today uh, that has broken into the industry within the past five years to share their their journey, their individual journey as to what they did, why they got interested in cybersecurity, and maybe impart that on to you so that if you're interested in following a certain path, um, you could learn from them, you could pick up some tips and tricks along the way. And if you have friends, family um, that are also interested, feel free to share with them. We are on LinkedIn. Um, so follow myself, Renee. We are also live on YouTube. So subscribe and hit the notification button. That way you can see next time we go live. And then um, we're also on your favorite podcast medium. So share away. Today, we have Mr. Will. We're going to call him Will Smith. Um, sure. And uh, that conceal his identity a little bit. Um, sometimes we do that in security for what we call OPSEC, but um, we have Mr. Will on today. Um, his background is he was in technical operations, nothing related to cybersecurity, and he transitioned his way over. So um, I saw his uh, quick bit of his story on a, on, on a post and wanted to reach out and hear more and share this with all of our listeners. So uh, here we hit, have him today. So, Will, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Hey, yeah, thanks very much for, for having me on and thank you for making this podcast. Giving So, um, yeah, my, my background was, uh, I, I kind of started out in, um, yeah, completely unrelated to, to uh, even to IT. So, uh, I, I mean, I, when, I, when I was growing up, I loved computers, I loved music, but I never studied either because... Yeah, I had this kind of theory or, or prejudice that, you know, sometimes when you study something, it can take the passion away from it. So um, I never actually studied it, but I used to take things apart. And then as I got older, I learned how operating systems worked, et cetera, et cetera. Always been into computers. So when I started working at uh, this uh, family-run printing company, basically, um, as as uh, operations support manager, there... It, it was a lovely office, um, you know, a small company, maybe less than 50 employees. Um, and that's where I really first started to realize the kind of uh, the base level of, of people's kind of IT skills, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'd always just consider myself, you know, I, yeah, I'm quite into computers, but not not particularly, um, you know, above anyone else in, in terms of skills or ability, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, that that really kind of taught me that actually a lot of people are in a completely different place, you know, when it comes to IT. So 
probably is the story with quite a lot of people. Um, I ended up being the uh, kind of the de facto IT guy for the office. Um, so every every kind of issue, <laughs> you know, someone would ask me. And like I say, it was a very small office. So so that that kind of um, that made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then really in within that job, um, there was a lot of Excel spreadsheets and things like that. And um, you know, I began to do some really basic things, um, such as recording like a simple macro on Excel, and then um, looking at the looking at the VBA script, making a few tweaks, um, nothing hefty at all, like hardly any knowledge, um, and it really streamlined the processes. You know, mm-hmm. so. The I, I spoke to one of the directors, and and he was like, yeah, you know, you definitely use this because it removes lots of uh, human error and it streams like streamlines things and makes them a lot quicker, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, so that's what that's what I did um, for kind of during that job. What then happened though was uh, completely unrelatedly the um, the company basically that department got made redundant. Mm-hmm. So. That was when I spoke to the managing director of the company and he said, well, your IT skills are quite good. Why not go into that type thing? And mm-hmm. I, and I thought that's, that's awesome. That's a really cool, that's a really cool thing to possibly do. And basically I, I, I then, um, by coincidence went to a track day with a relative of mine and his friend. And uh, I, I don't know how many listeners are into cars, but we, we were in a radical R8. It's like you could, us mere mortals can't even drive that car. And the uh, the V8 version held the, the lap record for the Nürburgring at the time. Very fast car, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we kind of got, got chatting. Um, and he, he works in uh, he works in cybersecurity. He's actually now um, my, my mentor slash, slash sensei, but sensei doesn't sound <laughs> as cool, although it, it translates to one who has gone before. So I think, you know, it's quite an accurate uh, kind of statement. But yeah, he, he definitely, he very much mentors me. Um, um, but yes, we, we got chatting and he asked me about just a few basic things, you know, uh, do you know, like, do you know why we should use HTTPS and not HTTP? You know, uh, really simple stuff like that. And and, mm-hmm. and why why is the four digit pin a really rubbish password, for example? <laughs> exactly right. So so I could answer those things, and and I thought that's very 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 basic knowledge. And and yeah, it is. But actually, you know, I mean, he he joked that well, I know the same as half the people that he works with, type thing. And that was. Yeah. That was the first time I thought, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I can do something with security. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, I, I want to touch back on a couple of parts of your story. Um, sure. First, like, let's go way back to the beginning um, where you kind of breezed over that you used to take apart computers and play with operating systems. Like, let, let's talk about that because that, that's almost like the, the original definition of uh, being a hacker. Um, what, are, what are some of the things that you, you did back then um, before before I'll bring up another question um, later okay. in your career? 
Cool. Um, yeah, so I, I, well, I took apart lots and lots of things. And yeah, I, I agree with you, you know, uh, I think a, um, possibly a synonym for, for hacker is a progressive engineer, although <laughs> mo most most of the progressive engineering I was doing was not progressive. It was just taking things apart and maybe putting them back together again. Um, so it didn't really matter what it was, um, but I was, I was also really interested in how things worked. But mm -hmm. regrettably, I took apart our family's um, Atari ST after we got Windows and uh, yeah, I think I broke that. <laughs> but in general, yeah, certainly finding out how things worked. And then kind of when we got uh, Windows, Windows 95, mm -hmm. um, that's when I started being more interested in how things work on a kind of, yeah, on a more operating system level, um, on a more, yeah, kind of software-based level rather than just breaking everything. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I mean, that's how I started as well. Um, so nice. definitely an interesting path. Um, we One of our other listeners, they're also the IT family guru. And uh, so, yeah, they're also looking for a role. So um, several mentioned, thank you for sharing your story. Um, another person, uh, Randall, mentioned that you're a reverse engineer. Um, because you take things and you figure out how they're working. So definitely agree with you there. Um, now let, let's take it a step back. So um, you had this question from from this mentor, the sensei of yours, um, <laughs> that made you interested about security. What, what was one of your biggest challenges um, getting into cybersecurity from there? Okay, so do you know what? I was really, really lucky. The 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 biggest thing that I have, that I had, I think, that really helped me was the mentor himself because he was a, we were able to have a chat and because of his experience, he's, he's just landed a CISO role, by the way, a CISO role, so shout outs oh, to him. Yes. Um, yeah, um, but because I was able to speak to him and his breadth of experience, he was able to speak to me about the path in. Mm -hmm. Now, everyone's path in is completely different, of course, but because I had the basic technical knowledge of um, literally, I always say to people, look, if, if, if you know what the control panel is, you're on the right path. You know, you can start doing kind of tech support tomorrow if you really, if you want, you know, and start learning about Active Directory and networking and things like that. So, yeah, he informed me about CompTIA, which I think you guys are, are fans of. And, yeah, you know, he said it, it's vendor agnostic, so you're not tied to Microsoft or Cisco or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I'll stop there because I, I keep running away, don't I, with, uh, with things. <laughs> no problem, no problem. So um, you he advised you, what did he advise you on? Like, did you do CompTIA? Did you do Network Plus? Did you do Security Plus? Like, what was, what was the advice that you got and how did you approach that advice? Cool. Thank you. Yeah. So, so he, get, he gave me lots of advice, you know, um, and when it, yeah, when it came to the qualifications, he recommended CompTIA, but he helped me out with um, my CV too, just like, you know, some, some ways how, of, of writing it um, correctly, et cetera, et cetera, all, all the usual good stuff. Um, and he advised me that, you know, if you're, and this is really good advice because it's it's totally true. Um, you know, if you are studying for Network Plus uh, mm -hmm. currently, uh, you can you can apply for kind of first line IT support help desk roles because if you're studying for that, it shows that you have the skills and knowledge to do that kind of help desk kind of job. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
yeah so so that was really great so i was able to basically um yeah this is where this is where kind of it crosses over because my big break happened uh when when the world's kind of aligned because i got made redundant right mm -hmm. but do we still but 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 shall i stop there no uh, no no keep, other... no keep going cool so during that time was when like, as i say i got made redundant and the managing director of that company was happy to put in kind of um, a word to the the managed service provider we we use and said, "Look, this guy has made a really good impression on on us." Basically, give me a reference. Mm -hmm. um, he's made a good impression on us. He's done this, that, and the other. Um, you know, uh, do you have any any roles? And at the time, there weren't any roles, but I put my CV in, um, and then actually got contacted on LinkedIn not not too long after. I think a couple of months after. Um, went for interview um, and, and yeah, got got the job. Um, and then all, all the while I was studying for my network plus. Absolutely. Uh, one other comments from uh, YouTube is cybersecurity in many ways is a subset of IT skills. And I think a lot of people don't realize how the IT skills that they've gained can be used to pivot into cybersecurity. And I talk about that all the time when it comes to um, your transferable skills, being able to uh, document your transferable skills, being able to talk to the value of your transferable skills and how you use them previously and how they can be used in cybersecurity. Um, so it sounds like your, your mentor kind of gave you some of that advice to do on your resume. Now, you said all the good things, but um, as many of us know, we don't know all the good things. So what were some of the tips that they gave you to help uh, improve your resume? So, yeah, things like making sure that it's not too long, making sure there's not too much white space. Um, a tip he, he, I remember him giving me was to, um, you know, when you, when you have kind of a little tagline underneath your name to write mm -hmm. aspiring information security professional or, you know, aspiring whatever, you're, whatever you want to be, um, because it really shows that that's what you want to do rather than whatever you're currently doing, which, which may might be nothing to do with IT. Um, yeah those were those were definitely things i remember and and also yeah um mentioning pieces of technology that you've used and are competent with and understand um and also learning a little bit more about the industry so that you can use industry specific terms like um like sas you know software as a service um mm -hmm. etc and yeah making sure that they're included in the CV really so that you can sell yourself properly and that you're so that you're talking the language of the of the employer or the hiring manager. I love that you said that to sell yourself properly because essentially your resume, your LinkedIn profile, they're all a marketing tool to help attract employers to your your candidate profile and to help show why you have value and the value that you can bring for your future role, not just what you've done in the past. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. So thank you for saying that in your own words by saying to sell yourself, because that's really what it is. Um, let, let's dive into a little bit. So you got an IT role. Um, let's talk about that journey and then how you transition from that IT role into your first uh, cybersecurity role into becoming a defender of the cyber realm. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so after um, completing the network plus studying, so, oh yeah, a massive thing I did, and I know that you guys have talked about this on, on um, one of your episodes before, was I made sure 
um, at that IT job that I was utilizing the, um, you know, the half an hour or whatever it was. I think it was half an hour a day that they said, you know, we can use towards personal development. Mm-hmm. So I'd always on my timesheet, I'd always put that in for the last half an hour and I'd do some studying. And then at the time I was getting the train. So I carried on studying on the train um, mm-hmm. and then sometimes a little bit when I got home. Um, uh, depending how late my girlfriend at the time was working and then um yeah got the network plus <laughs> then started studying for the security plus mm-hmm. so i i did that in exactly exactly the same way um obviously my experience was also helping me at the time because it was really bolstering um it was giving me hands-on experience and and as we all know there's no um substitute for experience so things were just making more and more sense um, and then uh, I guess really the uh, the the way was <laughs> my my second big break really because I got contacted on LinkedIn um, by a recruiter about mm-hmm. a uh, a security analyst role and I, I basically I said to him I, I can't remember what day of the week was what but it was something like the the interview was on Friday and my Security Plus exam was on Thursday <laughs> so I was like uh I definitely am interested in the interview, but I, I, I may or may not have the qualification when I'm there. But yeah, thank, <laughs> thankfully I did pass. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's how that happened. So it was, um, it was, it was lucky again. I think. I think I did get two big breaks, and a massive part of my mentor's kind of um, philosophy is, you know, if you have more wood, build a longer table, not a higher wall. Uh, you know, if you're climbing a mountain, help your friends up, and that's exactly. Totally, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, I'm I'm up for helping anyone I know that wants to get into cybersecurity to help them. Wow, I, I mean, two important points there. First of all, um, I think if you've gotten to the point where you're about ready to test for an exam, I mean, you you shouldn't think that you don't have the qualifications um, because you you've been continuously learning. Um, and as uh, Randall as well mentioned on LinkedIn, that you you're never stop learning, continuous improvement. You've been doing that. So like while you might not have the qualification on paper, it sounds like by that point you could talk to the, the processes, why it's important, what's the value. So um, I think as you as you mentioned with your mindset, uh, people need to have that mindset is that if they are uh, working towards something, it doesn't make them not qualified. They just might not have had formal experience in doing that. Um, let me ask you a question. Before you went to that interview, have you been doing any security-related tasks in your IT role that you could then talk to in that interview? Yeah, yeah. Um, so huh, I wish I could remember you know, all of them, but certainly um, things like we'd, you know, we'd get... Um, brute force attacks coming in uh well probably dictionary dictionary attacks but yeah basically um we we'd we'd have de- uh, attacks detected we'd have things like ddos protection um yeah like i say i really wish i could remember more specifically chris but <laughs> definitely there was uh, yeah there was definitely security related stuff that, that came up in that job for sure that helped Okay, so yeah, another tip for individuals, make sure you you remember those when you're having the interview, that way you could talk to them. Um, (laughs) We have um, RGB saying, uh, getting the base skills in networking and security and understanding the business and processes and how technology impacts them are some of the key skills that need to be relevant as a security professional. Totally agree with that. 
Um, if the business isn't there, you don't have a role. So uh, if you can enable the business, um, they, they won't have a need for you. So um, perfect. So so you had that interview. Did you get that role that first time, that first interview, or like did you have multiple of them? There were multiple interviews. Um, there was certainly at least one telephone interview um, and at least one in-person interview. Um, and that was interesting because it was kind of uh, a, almost like a good cop, bad cop kind of setup. I don't know if they did it on purpose. Um, but um, yeah, it was it was challenging. And it was one of those things where I just had no idea whether I'd really done very well or not. Um, mm. But But later on, when I asked them, why I got the job it was because of the passion it was because of my mm. passion for cybersecurity and and learning and I, I've still got that passion now yeah watching things like <laughs> defcon talks and stuff I, I you know I could just sort of watch them all day so Absolutely. I definitely recommend people start watching those if they don't already <laughs> so so it sounds like you had a lucky break the recruiter reached out to you you interviewed and you got the role on the first spot basically yeah yeah absolutely Wow, that's pretty good. So um, we're about 20 minutes in. Uh, thank you, everyone else, for joining. Looks like we have some other people. Uh, some of the comments that also came up, um, a key to convincing the employer that you could do the job, the task, regardless if you have the experience, project certifications, is that the credentials can be used during the interview to convince the employer. That's correct. And then... Um, uh, from Iman, mentoring is very important to sustain and grow the next gen generations. Uh, wisdom is not taught anywhere but at the elbow. Uh, <laughs> I think he means like putting in the hard work. Um, yeah. And then Alexander is definitely agreeing that mentoring is super important. And yeah, that's why we we, we do this show to help everyone. Um, Iman also mentioned that cyber is the most diverse area of IT. Uh, definitely. Um, so, yeah, let, let, let's talk about how, what do you do to keep, keep up? Like sure. cybersecurity is ever evolving. There's new technologies every day. Um, I, I could tell you from four years ago that there's a hundred new tools, like 10 different new ways to do things. Like how do you keep up yourself? Yeah, good question. So, uh, I mean, number one, of course, is to embrace the change. Um, and if you've got that, if you've got the passion for the cybersecurity anyway, um, you're you're going to embrace that change because you're interested in what's going. Even if you're not a technical person, you're interested in what's going on. Why is it happening? You know, at whatever kind of level of abstraction. Um, of course, staying up to date with um, security news has always been important. Um, it's been it depends what what role you have but so i've actually had the real fortune of, of kind of um carving out my own role really so the role changed every sort of three months so i've had a little bit of experience here and there and everywhere so it's been it's been a case rather it's been a case of yeah just continuously learning i guess and because mm -hmm. i'm already in that continuously learning mindset um it's it's quite it's not, I wouldn't say easy, but uh, yeah, well, it's straightforward. You know, you don't have to be a super smart person to be in cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. you know, Jason says that all the time and it's so true. And you certainly don't have to be technical, you know, build on whatever skills you've already got. You know, if you've got those quote unquote soft skills, build on them, learn a little bit of, of what you need to know uh, on the IT front and, and go from that kind of angle, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. And one comment along with that from RGB again is that continuous learning, a key eye for research and being inquisitive. You can't possibly know everything. You have to continue to involve and just have a problem solving mindset. Absolutely. Um, so question, you mentioned that you carved your own role. Let's, let's talk about that. Like, how, how did you carve your own role? So when when I started, I started at the same time um, as the person who would become my manager. She was wonderful. Um, and previously, there were there were kind of no security analysts mm -hmm. in, in the company because um, uh, it was outsourced. So we had the opportunity to uh, begin by basically, uh, you know, running our own, say, vulnerability scanning um, and kind of, I guess, checking the homework of, of, uh, of the outsourcer. Um, mm -hmm. And that in, its, that in itself was really helpful because it was so much, it was, it was you know, it's hands-on experience. It showed you how, how things worked. It reinforced all the learning from the Network Plus and the Security Plus. Um, and <laughs> I mean, essentially what it felt like we were doing and in fact, one of my colleagues used this um, um, analogy was it, it was almost like we were going around picking up rocks and then all the insects would crawl out and we go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, and they're just like kind of notifying the powers that be about which insects are crawling in which direction and what they're doing. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then going for the next one, you know. Um, so that, that was, yeah, like I say, it was actually really fortunate because it gave us uh, the opportunity to have kind of a breadth uh, of knowledge and to experience lots of different areas. Yeah, definitely. Um, another comment is we from Steve Tunning. Uh, it's not always knowing the right answer. It's knowing where to find it. And yeah, that's absolutely correct. I mean, I, I think having that that ability to research to go, hey, I, I don't quite know the answer yet, but um, let me get back to you. Or I have a feeling as to um, how to address this problem, but let me validate, come back with a proper solution for you. And just being humble that you don't know everything. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's, it's kind of it's that whole knowing what you know, knowing what you don't know, and being really and just being transparent and straight up about it. You know, having having some personal integrity. Absolutely. So, um, so you you hired at the same time as the person that became your manager. Yeah. Um, you, you did all this um, rock overturning and everything like that. <laughs> How did you start carving your role? How did you start uh, doing what you end up doing right now? Cool. So um, I guess after, so if you took a snapshot um, of my responsibility of both, but probably both of our responsibilities, kind of if you, any three months during the first two years, you know, it would look very, it would look pretty different. You know, there'll be overlap, but one moment it will be kind of a bit more vulnerability management. Uh, one moment it will be more to do with user awareness and training um, or, or phishing, what have you. And I guess once we'd been around, the 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 department got um, you know got a got a much bigger budget, and and security wanted to be overhauled anyway. Mm -hmm. So that was that was again that was really really fortunate. And uh, to be honest, <laughs> one thing that really helped me personally and was. Every time my director sat me down and said, so what's your three-year plan? What's your five-year plan? <laughs> I'd, I'd tell him, look, dude, 
if I had a three or five year plan three or five years ago, I probably wouldn't be here now. Like I need to kind of just stay open minded. And that's not necessarily the best advice for everyone, but it certainly works for some people like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were and sometimes it's about not just knowing when to say no to you know pieces of work or your workload but also knowing when to say no to um, a role that you don't want particularly get sucked into um, for for example there was one time where um, the offer was there to kind of work in the sock for a few months but I don't think it would have been a few months I think it would have been kind of one of those, <laughs> one of those you know <laughs> um, and sock analyst role is is awesome it's not necessarily for me um, so that that was one thing yep knowing knowing when to say no and also uh you know letting my managers etc know i mean they they've been amazing they've been so great all of them my managers and directors um and head ofs in in letting me grow and that's really important to to be in a company where the culture's right for you um and most of those most of the things that uh, that we ended up doing over those kind of couple of years um really were security assurance so then I got moved into a senior position um, and that 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 all relates to to security assurance and uh, loads of things so what one part for example is um, and lots of companies call it different thing but when you're kind of auditing another company for their security um, Mm -hmm. to if you're going to make a business partnership um, we do the reverse of that so when companies are auditing us for our security all of that experience and all of that knowledge of the systems and the you know the net the kind of networking in terms of people the the, the relationships you build with people mm-hmm. um, over that time have just been uh, really invaluable you know because I've been able to to I know who to go to I know how to answer it I know if if I hadn't had that experience it would be a, a complete minefield and uh, that's probably partly why I could give so much value to that role. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to touch on something that you, you mentioned, and I don't think you, you, you thought about it when you said it, but sure. if you think about like every three months, the different things that you did, by the time you completed your two years, you built out a full security program because you took one aspect of that security program and you touched on it for three months to build it, build up the maturity to a certain level to where it could sustain. And then you focused on another area. So your, your manager helped in effect over that, that, that time span, build out an effective security program by tackling each, each thing a quarter by a quarter and eventually getting there. So um, th- like give yourself credit for helping to build out a security program, because I think I don't know if you would have ever documented that on your resume, but um, you should, because it sounds like that's what you did. Um, So think about it in that way. So um, we're getting close to the end of the half hour. Um, Thinking about all your years of experience and everything that you've gone through, uh, for someone following through your advice, what uh, one piece of sage advice would you give them? So I I do have a few I do have a few so I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick one. Uh, it's gonna be. So everyone's path is completely unique. Mm-hmm. So wherever you are now, recognize the skills you have, whether they're technical, quote unquote, soft, whatever, and build on them. Know what you know. Know what you don't know talk to people in the industry 
And I mean, yeah, if you can have a mentor, then have a mentor. Um, but if your mentor is uh, Chris's podcast, then that's also awesome, you know, because th this is what we need. We need mentors for everyone. Like, like you say, I was just incredibly lucky and I'm so grateful for that. But my God, I, I, I wish everyone could have this. I, I wish this for everyone, you know. Absolutely. I, I think what, what you summed up is uh, self-awareness, uh, to be able to, to do a gap assessment on yourself, look at what your strengths, your weaknesses are, and then um, be able to see where those weaknesses are, figure out if a role really does play to your strengths or does it play to your weaknesses. And if it does, like that SOC analyst role for you, it might not make sense and you don't want to go through that that turmoil of doing a role that doesn't really align to your strengths or your interest your passion um so Definitely. thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for sharing your advice uh truly appreciate it we had lots of great thank comments you. um really appreciate it thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much chris Absolutely. And for everyone listening, uh, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, click the notification button. That way you can get notified next time we come live, as well as subscribe on, on, on all your favorite podcast mediums and uh, share with your friends and family so those that are interested uh, can learn, learn from us as well. Thank you, everyone. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.